Welcome to the Bike Life Podcast by Warm Showers Foundation, where we will be sharing knowledge, experience, tools, and stories of touring cyclists and hosts from around the world. I'm Tavar Lee, the woman behind the scenes at Warm Showers Foundation, the leading platform for cyclists looking for hosts and to connect with a passionate international community. Find out more by visiting us at warmshowers.org. Although you may have found us on any of your favorite listening apps, make sure you download the Himalaya app and follow us there to stay informed of when new episodes air. And we will be offering special episodes and goodies on the Himalaya app only. And it's free and it can be accessed from anywhere in the world and it will allow you to curate your own favorite playlist. Now, let's start the show. This podcast is brought to you by bikeflights.com, a bicycle shipping service for cyclists. We all look forward to the time when we are able to resume welcoming fellow cyclists into our homes and shipping bikes for travel. In the meantime, bikeflights.com can help you ship your spare bikes, trainers, wheels, and gear to friends or family members so they can commute and exercise too while they are physical distancing. So stay home and arrange a pickup directly from your house. Visit bikeflights.com forward slash warm showers for more information. Thank you for joining us for our very first episode of the Bike Life Podcast. My name is Taver Lee, and I am here with the amazing Donna Price, who is a board member of Warm Showers, a cyclist and a business coach. And we are so excited to be here chatting and telling you guys about this podcast. How are you feeling, Donna? I am very excited to be here, Taver Lee. I think this is going to be so much fun. I know it is going to be good. And I, I, you know, you and I've talked a lot about bringing this show forward. And, you know, we had plans to launch this many months before the chaos in our world started. And so um, doing it now seems even more important, because we know that, you know, our community needs to stay connected. And this is a way that we can connect people around the globe. Definitely. And we're all like, itching to be out on the road. And so we can all dream about being on the road together and share stories of being on the road and um, plans for upcoming trips and things like that. So I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, so exciting. And I thought we should start with talking a little bit about warm showers as a whole, which for those of you that don't know and haven't been on our website and are not a user, you can go to warmshowers.org and find out everything about us. You know, we are a you know, a community of touring cyclists and hosts internationally. And I think that we're probably close to 170,000 users on our platform. And that is absolutely an incredible number of people that are so committed to building community and fostering what cycling means to them. And also just, you know, relating to people in a different way that come from a different country that they have maybe not ever been to before. Definitely. Warm showers has opened our eyes to just travelers from all over the world as hosts and then as cyclists as well. So it's an amazing platform that started as a small spreadsheet of people that you could find to host you when you were biking in the United States. And so the expansion and growth growth of warm showers is amazing. 
And I think we should give a shout out to Randy Fay, who, you know, I know you and I have not personally worked with, but he was one of the founders of this organization. And they brought together just a small group of coders, right, to take this spreadsheet of people around the world and turn it into a platform which has grown so much over the years. And, you know, the most interesting thing about warm showers is that we have grown so rapidly that we now have to look at technology as our primary focus point to continue to provide this platform. And, you know, just for those of you listening, if you don't know me as, as, as the, I'm the woman behind the scenes. <laughs> I'm the one that, you know, keeps, keeps us, you know, operating and keeps all of the, I want to say like all the eggs, I was going to say eggs in the air, but that sounds weird. Let's say balls in the air because eggs could crash. But you, Donna, have been a host and have met many, and, and you've toured and you've met many people along the journey. And I would love to hear a little bit more about how that has impacted you. I think our listeners, you know, want to hear that from you. Sure. Well, you know, we started hosting, I think, about 10 years ago. So we had, I have two daughters, and at the time they were six and eight, I think. And I had biked across the country, so I loved the idea of hosting touring cyclists. But as I told friends about our first guest that was going to arrive at our house one evening, they were like, you're letting a stranger stay at your house? And as a mom, I started panicking, like, oh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't let a stranger stay at our house. And the nicest man arrived at our house, a bike shop owner from northern New Hampshire, and we had a wonderful dinner, great conversation, and found that people that arrive on bicycles with all their gear are really not, <laughs> not a threat to you and your kids. And um, mm. since then, we've hosted people from Hong Kong, Belgium, um, Portugal, China, South Korea, like the stories are amazing. The United States, you know, just incredible groups. We hosted a family group of, I think it was about 10 or 12 people that camped in our backyard and used us as a base camp. And they gather every year to do a short four day bike trip as a family. And they came from all over the East Coast. And um, they had bike rigs that were made out of just old junker bikes. And then they had like, um, Oh, cat litter baskets kind of zip tied to the mm -hmm. side of their bikes and all sorts <laughs> of weird accommodations to get their gear from campsite to campsite. So it's been great for our kids because they had this whole stranger danger thing going on and they've sat and talked about history with a history teacher from Belgium. They've played in the backyard with a kid riding a tandem with his dad from Pennsylvania to Maine and um, they made friends with a young boy looking at high schools from Hong Kong and so we've just had an incredible experience as a family meeting people from around the world. Mm, that's absolutely amazing. And I love the stories that you share where your kids had the opportunity to meet and learn you know, different people, because sometimes it's, you know, it's easy for us to be just within our own communities and not necessarily have the opportunity to experience other parts of the world. And you can do that, not just through cycling, but through hosting cyclists from other places. Definitely. And they've met such incredible people, you know, two mm. um, young women that both had just graduated with their PhDs from Portugal that 
decided after that they were going to take a six-week trip around the world or across the country. You know, so just incredible people with incredible stories to share. So what made you decide to join the board of directors and when did you join the board? Gosh, when is a good question. I think I've been on the board for two or three years now. And um, I saw it in a newsletter and I've worked in nonprofits for most of my life and thought it would be incredible opportunity to be on the board of the organization and help the, the organization as it grows and shifts and changes with that growth. Which is why I think you and I work so well together, Donna, as part of the, well, first we're the podcast crew. <laughs> we're the pod- <laughs> um, yeah, that's us. Also, because we have this, you know, history of nonprofit work in our background, because as you know, this is what I've done for more than 15 years. It's a sector I'm passionate about, which is why when I came to Warm Showers, it was to me so exciting to see such a community feeling amongst people that are that haven't met each other until they either are hosting or you know passing through their neighborhood and the friendships, the stories, the camaraderie, the learning is is really just such an incredible experience to be a part of. And that's our goal here on this show is to invite people to come on and share their story. And so, yeah, this is this is the first one where they get to just hear you and I, but we want to bring on your stories and we want to bring on, you know, those from all different parts of the globe who have experienced that community through warm showers and share and and sometimes it could also be companies that have tips and tricks on what, you know, touring cyclists might need or what hosts might need if they're having somebody else in their house. You know, the cyclist community has a lot of information to provide. So I'm I'm also super excited about that. Definitely, because everybody does it differently. You know, like everybody, we all ride different kinds of bikes and use different types of gear to get us around wherever we're going. And so it's exciting to hear the stories and even in some of the stories we've shared through the newsletter, the stories of people that host here in the U.S. and then they end up meeting people like halfway around the world are incredible to, you know, to witness. And so I think that those stories will be exciting to share as well. Yes, I'm definitely excited about that. And, you know, we also have so many great um, blogs that people post, stories that people write, books. I mean, we have a, you know, a, a new volunteer that's working with our board of directors that actually has written a book um, on his journey around the world. And I think that these are going to be such amazing stories to share, not to account for the amount of YouTube channels that people have actually documenting their journeys. I mean, even being able to bring those guests on and 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 share how they created it, because it cannot be easy to <laughs> film, video, and edit your journey, especially those that do it live. I find that so fascinating when they do it while they're on tour. Yeah, definitely. Well, we we had one young man stay with us that was carrying, he had an iPhone, an iPad, and a MacBook Pro that he was carrying. So he was so tucked out compared to when I biked cross country before all of this technology. (laughs) (laughs) I had a bag, a Ziploc bag full of maps that were cut into pieces so we just had carried the sections of the map we needed (laughs) with us oh my gosh i love that so much i love that well let's talk about some of the um like like the practical tools of being a user of warm showers let's talk about like let's walk people through 
you know, user accessibility and registration on the site, just so those that maybe haven't experienced it um, can get a little bit of background information. And then also, please know to stay tuned to the show. Follow us on Himalaya. That's where we're going to be housing this amazing podcast. But you can find us on any of your favorite listening apps, but we do wish for you to go and support Himalaya because they've been a big supporter of warm showers. So go find us there. But those shows that we can bring out, even shows on, you know, how to provide, you know, good reviews, you know, questions that people have, we're going to start fielding questions or topics. And right now people can start noting down the email address, which is podcast at warmshowers.org. Send us an email to that address and we will send you back an application if you would like to be a guest on the show. So most importantly, know that Anybody can apply to be a guest on this show. And that's, again, that address is podcast at warmshowers.org, and we will get you the form to complete. Now, if you have other questions that you would like to ask or topics you would like us to talk about in terms of accessing our technology and changes coming with our technology, because we have been doing a lot of upgrades and work to ensure that we are providing the best that we can for user experience. And, and listen, it's it's sometimes can feel like, um, like we're not maybe not having a lot of quick action, but for those of you that work on the tech side, if you can imagine 170,000 people wanting to access information, exchange emails, have maps linked and have all of that work cohesively, it can sometimes take us a little while to figure that out because in most cases we operate primarily through donations. So oftentimes one of our challenges is raising the proper amount of funds that we need to, you know, keep our technology up. And Donna, you and I can talk about that later, but let's just talk quickly about the website. So when you get to warmshowers.org, you will have the opportunity to register as a user. You'll complete a full application. We'll ask you for some mandatory information and some optional information. But then what's going to happen is you're going to go into a three-day waiting period. And Donna, do you want to talk about why it's important for us to have a three-day waiting period for new users? Sure. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll see if I actually know all the reasons. And you can just fill in what I, what I miss here. But one is that we want to take some time to review the application and we've um, we want to ensure that the users on the site are going to provide the hosting that they're offering to provide or are actually touring or cyclists and um, we've been hit in the past with spam users and um, so we try to weed through that and that's largely why we have that three-day waiting period to just make sure that it's a legitimate person that's asking for access. That is spot on. And I cannot tell you how many new users that we decline, actually, which are not just about it being like straight up spam in terms of like characters and, you know, different like information where you know it's coming from a bot. But we also have a lot of people that want to access our database to sell something to or to, you know, if they're driving around and they feel like it's just an opportunity to find a free place to stay. And and that's not who we are. So we, we do, we want you to know that we moderate as best we can. Now, a, a caveat to that, and, and thanks for adding all that, Donna, because that's exactly it. But a caveat to that is that we don't always have control if somebody changes their profile, because it would be an impossible task to look at everybody's profile every day for 170,000 people. So we ask you, our community, if you see something where somebody is selling something or they are requesting payment for hosting, because that is not part of um, our community, that's not one of the values that we allow, 
um, to just let us know. Like, just go to the contact us form and let us know because we do our best to make sure that we are providing accurate information about our community on our platform. And so, and then the second, one of the second most common questions that we receive is when somebody's in that holding period and listen, you guys that have registered new accounts, you know, you got a, you got a, a message on your screen and an email that let you know that you had a three day waiting period. The problem is not everybody likes to read those little pop-ups. So we get a lot of questions after the fact. So just be patient. We get through it. And then secondly, the most common question is what how can somebody make a donation during that three-day waiting period? Because we do encourage people to make some type of donation to help us support our technology. And that waiting period also allows for you to wait to make the donation until after that waiting period is done. And the reason is because if for whatever reason you do make a donation upfront and we have determined that your profile needs some adjusting or change, we don't want to have any conflict in that area. So just wait the three days and then all, all the access to the site will be available then. And at that time, then you're going to be able to access A, our FAQs, B, our forums, and then three, of course, most importantly, to either, you know, create your host profile and make sure that you are visible on the map for people that are touring. And then secondarily, if you're planning a trip or a tour or are on tour and are looking for a host, you will be then able to access the map. And I think that that kind of is a general overview of what people need to know. Of course, in that process, you'll also have the opportunity to um, click on a link and join us in a private Facebook group where we provide information on touring cyclists. And if there's critical issues that come up, we use that as a, as a source as well. Uh, so I think that covers getting everybody started. And then the next thing I wanted to talk about, Donna, which I think that you, you know, you have been a big part of this process of determining how we can best ensure that only active hosts are appearing on the map. So I'll talk on the technology piece, and then I'll pass it to you if you want to talk about why that's important and what the challenges we find as an organization and as people looking to tour, why that's important. Now, let's take a moment to learn a little bit more about today's episode being brought to you by BikeFlights.com, a bicycle shipping service for cyclists. You'll enjoy fast delivery, great prices, and excellent service with every shipment. Select your shipment's delivery speed to suit your schedule and tap into their group buying power to get great rates. Throughout the shipping process, their support team, made up of fellow cyclists, works directly with their carrier's exclusive global operational team so that your shipment will arrive on time. Join the more than 700,000 cyclists who have used bikeflights.com to ship their bikes, wheels, and gear with confidence since 2009 and see how easy it is to book, manage, and track your shipments. Visit bikeflights.com forward slash warm showers today to find out more information and to book your shipment. Now back to the show. Okay, but I'm just wondering if we want to talk about the profile first. Mm, yes, let's talk about the profile. Go ahead. Because I think that it's your profile that people look at, at least when I'm touring, I'm looking at the profile to see if it's somebody that I feel comfortable staying with. So I'm making some judgments for sure. But you want to kind of share your story of why you're on the site, why you're open to hosting um, tours that you've done. Profile pictures are really important to include lets us all know like real people we like we like to know we're dealing with real people and um you know so i think about websites i go to where i can't find a picture of a person and i 
question the legitimacy of that website if there's no people connected to it. So same thing here. You're looking for somebody where you're going to stay at their house. You want to see what they look like. Um, so the more detail you can provide concisely um, is really helpful. And then on the profile, it also asks what you're willing to provide. So there you can put that you have room for campers or you have a bedroom that you're willing to provide. We ask everybody to offer a warm shower, hence the name. <laughs> um, you know, it's been a long, sweaty ride, so you want, you want to get cleaned up at the end of the day. And there's no expectation that you have to let somebody stay inside your house. You can say that you've got camping space. There's no expectation that you're going to provide a meal. You can provide kitchen space for cooking. A lot of people do provide a meal. Like those are choices that you as the host can make about what you're offering. And, um, and they can change. And so you can always go in and make changes to your profile. So make it as complete as you can so that people know up front what's available. And I think you can also say how many guests you can accommodate. Some people have apartments where they can only accommodate one person. Some people, you know, have space for more. So make it as clear as you can in setting that profile up. You are so on the ball <laughs> because that's actually way more important than starting to talk about the maps. So well done. <laughs> um, I, it's just funny because we're trying to cover so much information in a short period of time, but we we will develop this and I'm sure we'll have this conversation about profiles again because you're right, Donna, that is extremely important. And there's you know a couple of other options in there too, which I think are when are you available to host if you're registering as a host. And if you're not currently available, you actually have to set a date when you are available to keep your, you know, to actually register your account. So just make sure you've noted that in your calendar. So when your account turns on, on that date that you actually are available to host and listen, you can adjust it at any time. If you're not available to host during the month of July, because you're going on tour, it's just so simple as going in, updating that, you know, putting the the information in, making it available. And I really like what you said, Donna, about providing detailed information on what's available because we have all kinds of opportunities for hosts that don't necessarily mean they're going to sleep in a bedroom in your home. It could be, we had a, you know, we had a Facebook post, I think it was this week where an individual had a camper, you know, outside that they made available to, for somebody else to stay in. And I think that there's so much opportunity camping, um, have, you know, being able to pitch a tent when the weather's beautiful too—that's that's kind of nice. Yeah, definitely. And it can change. Like we we stayed at a house um, this past summer, pitched our tents, stayed outside, um, and then torrential rains came, and they said, "Hey, if you want to come in and sleep, you know, in the downstairs, feel free to come in." And we didn't end up doing that, but the opportunity was there if we had needed to. We were kind of pitched tents on high ground, so we were good where we were but um, mm, yeah but it can change yeah, most, yeah and most importantly it's just being as detailed as possible not feeling like you are obligated to provide you know a certain list you know you provide what you're comfortable providing and and then also of course if somebody requests to stay with you regardless of how you provide that do your diligence on their profile, right? As a host, make sure that you go in and look at the the guest that's requesting to stay with you because not only do they have a profile to look at, but we have a, a, 
uh, like a review. It's I want to call it a review system, but it's it's not complicated. It's just where somebody can leave feedback on how you were as a host or how you were as a guest, which we strongly, strongly encourage people to leave very good, detailed, you know, honest feedback about that individual or that host. And if you have any questions about how to leave feedback, I'm just going to um, put the uh, put a note in the show notes to link it back to that part of our website so you can learn like an instructional list on how to leave good feedback. But look at the individual's feedback. And if they don't have any feedback and, you know, they've had, you know, 20 hosts, you know, it's, it's, or they've had 20, they've been at 20 different places. Don't be afraid to ask. Send a message back and just say, hey, I, I recognize you don't have any feedback because, you know, have you had any challenges or just don't be afraid to do what you need to do to feel good about the guest that's coming in or the house that you're going to stay in. Definitely. That's really important. And I always do that for a guest or if I'm traveling to check out the reviews that other people have left. And in a perfect world, Don and I know that we would love to actually have it like a rating system, like a starred rating system. So I know so many of you are going to hear this and you're going to say, why don't you have that? We're going to just tell you it's on the list. <laughs> We're working on that. We know that there's there's lots of ideas and we know that you have a lot of good ideas as a community on improvements you would like to see. And, you know, we don't discourage you from sending those to us. Feel free. You can always, you know, hit us up through our contact us form on our website. But just know that most of those ideas that are collective, we also have those same you know goals to reach um, and we're we're working on them as soon as we as soon as we can so anything else on the profile that you think we should talk about Donna no I think that's a good start and like you said we'll probably talk about it again so let's talk about yeah, maybe we'll, maps yeah because maybe we'll do a full episode on on profile that would be good um, yeah so okay so for the maps one addition that we've recently made to our technology which you know has been critical for us is to have Give users the option to filter out inactive users because this has by far been one of the biggest challenges in our community is that oftentimes people will sign up, they'll tour and they leave their account and they don't go back to it again. Or that we have hosts that have registered and, you know, have either moved or changed email addresses and people try to contact them and and it's it doesn't necessarily show an accurate map of who's available. And we've been working on this to to address this challenge for quite some time. And we solved it by creating a filtered system where you as a user have the ability to check a box that will remove everybody off of your map that have not accessed the system in the last 12 months. And that basically just means they haven't responded to an email. They haven't been, you know, haven't updated their profile, which as part of our user standards, we do require users to update their profile once a year. So if 12 months have gone by and somebody has not accessed an email, has not gone into the website, has had no interaction with our technology at all, you can check a box to have them removed from your map, which is has really, really been a game changer in people that are touring to be able to locate who is actually reliably at that time available to host. I think that's so important. And so there's two important parts of that, like one for the touring cyclist that you can filter that. And then for everyone else that you need to be logging into the site regularly to remain active if you are active. And I know that if you don't have people contacting you, you might forget to log into the site. And um, it's something to do every couple months. Just log in, review your your profile, make sure everything's still accurate, and then and save it again. And that's going to 
tell the system that you're active. Right, exactly. Or maybe if you're not hosting anymore, go in and just take your hosting off. You know, there's, you don't have to become, you don't have to like delete or remove your account if you're not hosting. We would love for you to stay a part of the community and stay up to date on what's happening because you never know when you're going to tour again. But we do ask you to keep your profile up to date. So those that are on tour are not coming across, you know, a whole bunch of hosts that are actually not available to host because if you've been on tour, you know that there's nothing more frustrating and difficult than when you're trying to find a place to stay and you can't get any response from hosts. So we are absolutely addressing our users' accessibility to reliable hosts. So that's that's one thing about the map. Um, and then secondly, it's, it's pretty exciting and we cannot say exactly when this will be available because we're working on it on the back end, but we are looking to allow bike shops and cafes to have some type of visibility on our map. And I don't want to give away too much because, you know, Donna, you and I know we're still we're still trying to figure out what what that process will look like. But if you're a bike shop or you are a cafe and you want to appear on our map, you are welcome to message us at podcast at warmshowers.org and we will let you know when that feature becomes available. And that's something that we know a lot of our users would like to know. So when you're in between stays and you know, you you don't you don't know where you're gonna be able to access a bathroom or a drink or a rest or something happens to your bike, we consider those critical needs and we'd like to have them on the map. Definitely. I think it's going to be really nice to be able to see where the bike shops are. And there are a lot of bike shops around the world, even small ones, not even just talking about the chains, but the small ones and small, smaller communities. I mean, I've received emails and stories about them and you hosted one of them, which I think is so cool. Definitely. And I remember when I was touring we had a breakdown and we ended up at like in this little teeny town at a hardware store that fixed bikes, you know, so sometimes they don't even look like bike shops. So. Yeah, I think that's great. So, so stay tuned. We will, we will roll that feature out as soon as we can. And then the other thing about the maps is that, you know, we want you guys to know that there's a lot of conversation about the apps versus the accessing the website through your browser. And there are a couple of things that you could know about that. And I'm going to keep this short because I know that we are almost wrapping up. Um, but you should be able to access all of the same features that you can access in the app through your browser. The difference is, is that oftentimes, well, there's a lot of differences, but the summary is that a lot of the information is just not cached in your browser, meaning that with an app, you might be able to download download a map to a host. And if you are going in and out of cell phone signal, that mapping information would be maintained. So we are working on making sure that we get an iOS app released soon. We do have an Android app. Thank you to our very dedicated volunteer. His name is Sammy. Big shout out to Sammy. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> He's done a good job to keep our Android app up and running. So thank you for that. We know this is important and we are you know, working on solutions for that. But in the meantime, in the browser, you should be able to access the vital information that you need if you are currently touring, which is hosts, access to the map, being able to send and receive emails. So just know that that is available through your browser. And anything else that you want to talk about in terms of apps? I don't think so. We'll be excited to all be able to get back on the road and tour again. And apps are being worked on. So that's exciting you know, too. I, I feel like we're like dropping hints all over the place. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> we are working on it. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. You know, this is going to be the best part about the podcast, Donna, is being able to release like really exciting news. <laughs> definitely, definitely. We are working in the background and yes, good things are always being worked on. 
That's right. Well, Donna, I'm excited to be on this podcast journey with you for this Bike Life podcast. And those of you that are listening, it might be me. Sometimes it might be Donna. It might be a combination of us. We are, you know, we are definitely tag teaming this. And as you know, as the only, you know, actual employee of Warm Showers, I just have to give a shout out to Donna and the rest of the board of directors and all of the board of directors who have for the past several years worked tirelessly, tirelessly as volunteers to get us to where we are. Because I am extremely aware that I walked into an organization, and has it been a year and a half? I was going to say a year and a half ago. Yep, I think so. Ago, that had already put a tremendous amount of work into scaling up to where we are today. And, you know, we've taken steps along the process, but we could not do it without volunteers like you, Donna, and the rest of the board. So shout out to the Warm Showers Board of Directors, because those of you that don't know, they work really hard, <laughs> give a lot of their time. <laughs> well, thanks to you also, Taberly. You came in and, and really have helped the organization to continue to move forward. And it's exciting to see the changes that are happening and the progress and the growth of the organization. 170,000 users on the site is amazing. It is amazing. Well, thank you, Donna. I appreciate that. You know, I, I love working with you and, and the rest of the crew. And all right, guys, so this wraps up our introduction to what's happening here on this Bike Life podcast. If you want to follow us on Instagram, our user is warm showers underscore org. And if you would like to join our private Facebook group, you actually need to become a user first. So visit us at warmshowers.org and create a profile and we will be in touch. And until then, my friends and Donna, yay! Yay! Exciting Bike Life podcast. We'll see you next time. Yes, one of many to come. Have a great day. This Bike Life podcast was brought to you by bikeflights.com a bicycle shipping service for cyclists. We all look forward to the time when we're able to resume welcoming fellow cyclists into our homes and shipping bikes for travel. In the meantime, while we're all staying home, why not do some decluttering and sell your extra bikes, trainers, wheels, and gear online? Then use bikeflights.com to ship them to their new owners. So stay safe and arrange for pickup directly from your house. Find out more by visiting bikeflights.com forward slash warm hours for more information. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Don't forget to download the Himalaya app and follow us or wherever you are listening. Please leave us a rating and a review as it helps us reach more cyclists and hosts around the world. Visit us at warmshowers.org to become a part of our community or on Instagram at warmshowers underscore org. If you would like to be a guest on the show or submit a question, please make sure to email us at podcast at warmshowers.org.